in the summer of 1741. A composer who four years previously had suffered from a stroke which made it impossible for him to play a musical instrument, for him to conduct, and he is finding himself at the lowest point he's ever been in. He is paralysed in his right arm, being a right-handed man, and he's suffering from vision, he's got blurred vision, suffering from debt, suffering from depression. He's at his lowest point. And what he decided to do was give one final effort to write a piece of music for orchestra and for singers. And this music was to go across the whole world as he drew out the very words from Isaiah, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. As the composer begins to write down this music and pull it together, his assistant comes in and sees floods of tears coming down his face. And the composer said, I think I saw heaven open and I think I saw the face of God himself. This composer was called George Frederick Handel, a suffering and in debt depressed man, seeing heaven open. And that is what happens when we understand the story of God coming to earth. We see Jesus. We see the wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, everlasting father and the prince of peace. And today I just want to speak the prince of peace. That is Jesus, the peace of God over your life today. My prayer is that you will know the peace of God like never before. My prayer is that you will find peace in places where you never expected to find peace. My prayer for this church is that it will continue to be strengthened by the peace of God. See, I wonder what gives you peace in this life. It can be little things. Just getting the next task done. Just having a clean house. Maybe when the kids are now in bed. When you can go on holiday. When the finances are looking a bit healthy. Just, it can be just little things in this world that can give us peace in our mind, but not necessarily peace in our hearts because we can be in the most exotic location in this, in this world. We can be on a beach loving life, but yet we still have a troubled heart. We can be flying in our career, flying in our jobs. There's no problems at all going on around us, but we still have troubled hearts. We just don't know why. I want to let you know today that we have a God of peace. We have a God who has given peace to us and we can often forget about this because we're so focused. Our eyes can be so focused on what is going on around us. Our minds should be set on things above, not on earthly things. And I want to remind us today that the peace of God is so much greater than the circumstances and the places of life we find ourselves in. It is so great, it is so powerful that we can't really explain it. We can't really understand it. That's why Paul writes in, in Philippians 4, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. And I want to try and unpack a few things, how we can continue to walk in this life with peace, walking in the uncertainty, in the, frustration, in the frustrating places of life, in, of life, life 
in the <laughs> frustrated places of life. And also through those areas of life that seem great, but with peace. The journey through all areas of life with peace. Jesus calls us to follow him. And yes, this means we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross. Yes, this means that we will face trials and tribulation. Yes, it means we will face opposition. But also it means that we are called to peace. From a prison cell, Paul writes, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since members of one body, you are called to peace. Jesus calls us to follow him. Jesus calls, him, calls us to follow him. And he calls us to follow him who is peace. And I just want to focus on these amazing words from Jesus in, in the passage of John chapter 14. A big moment is about to happen. A big change is about to happen. Jesus is no longer to be with his followers. Jesus is no longer to be in this earth in flesh. He begins to write in, begins to say in John 14 that I am going into my father's house there. I am going to prepare a place for you. He begins to speak words of him departing this world. The disciples who have walked in peace by walking closely with Jesus for the past few years, they've seen him do wonders. They've seen him do miracles, healing, teaching like no other. And now they hear these words of Jesus about to leave. And I want to focus on this verse in John 14, the very words of Jesus. He's about to leave and this is what he says. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I want to say that these very words of Jesus are words over your life today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Jesus says, my peace I give you. We need to know that the peace of God is Jesus. It is Christ. So how can we respond? How can we respond in life in those moments where we don't really get what's going on? Just like the disciples hearing these words from Jesus, they're probably having thoughts and feelings of, I don't really get it. I don't really understand. Why is he leaving? Where is he going? We can relate to those feelings, those thoughts throughout areas of our lives. The disciples were unaware what was about to happen. Their world was about to be turned. Our world has turned massively over the past five months, haven't they? And in this passage we see Jesus was just about to be, he's just about to leave to be beaten, to be crushed for us all. They were about to be, the disciples were about to be scattered into their homes. Peter, a close follower of Jesus, was about to deny that he even knew him. And Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. There's no need to be afraid. It's all part of my father's plan. Just believe, just trust in me. Peace I leave with you. First thing I want to say to us this morning, if the peace of God is Jesus, then call on him. Call on him. The peace of God is found in those who call on him. If you have troubled hearts today, I want to encourage you to call on God. Talk to God. 
That is what prayer is. Our hearts and minds can be transformed as, from trouble to peace as we decide to pray. Paul writes in Philippians 4, verse 7 to 8, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love this version in the message translation. It says this, do not fret or worry. Instead of worry and pray, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Know that the power of prayer changes us. Fear, loneliness, uncertainty, frustration can be cast away as we decide to call on him as he begins to fill us with strength, fill us with hope, love, joy and his wonderful peace. The power of God changes our hearts and minds as we decide to pray. Keep praying. Don't stop praying. The power of God brings peace inside our hearts when everything seems chaotic on the outside. It, over the past five months, it seemed to be so chaotic. But I want to encourage you to keep praying, keep calling on his name. He will bring peace. He will fill your hearts with peace like no other, like no other. Instead of worrying, pray. I love this quote from Craig Rochelle. If it's big enough to worry about, then it's big enough to pray about. Let's keep reminding ourselves that we have a great God. Our God is far greater than any other thing. Our God is, is far bigger than any other thing in this world, than any other problem, than any other concern, feeling, thought. He is bigger. God is bigger. Instead of worrying about it, pray. Call on his name. Even when it feels like everything is going against you, when it feels like the world is going against you, when it's just might feel like you're on your own fighting against the world. You might be feeling that moments of being just so weak. I've got nothing left. Call on him. Speak to him. Speak about everything that you are feeling, even your weaknesses. See, when we are open with our greatest weaknesses, we just may be opening the power to God's surpassing peace. The peace of God is in our weaknesses. Often we don't like showing our weaknesses. One question that my wife asks me quite a bit, and I don't like it, is this, how are you feeling? Oh, how are you feeling? And I just like, how does that make you feel? I don't like responding to that question because often we can open up our weaknesses. We can see a sign of weakness as we do that. And often we feel like we can't do that with other people. But we can do that with God. We can do that with God. See, what you think is a sign of weakness could just well be an opportunity for God to move in you. That's why Paul writes, I will boast more gladly of my weakness so, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Speak about your weaknesses. He knows it all. He sees it all, but he wants you to call on him. Maybe God is just asking you that question. How are you feeling? How does that make you feel? He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear your cry because he wants to do something in that cry for you. We have a God that cares. 
and he wants to transform us. He is looking for us to call on him and he wants to transform you from the inside out. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled because he cares. Peter, one of his close followers, knew this. That's why he writes, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Call on him instead of worrying, pray. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Peace, I give you my peace, I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The peace of God is Jesus, so call on him. Secondly, I want to say, if the peace of God is Jesus, then trust him. Trust that what he gives is so much better than what the world gives. Peace is a promise over your life. And we know that God's promises are yes and amen. If God says, I will give you peace, believe that he will give you peace. As we hear and read some of the promises of God in the Bible, we can see that it usually requires a response from us. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. We get the promise of rest as we decide to approach God. He says, be still and know that I am with you. Maybe we need to stop running around, stop being in those places of, of stress, of just trying to chase after everything. He says, be still and know that I'm with you. It's in the stillness that we can find the presence of God. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Strength rises as we decide to put our hope in him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and he will make your path straight. I want to encourage us today to engage in his promises. Peace is a promise. Engage in the promise of peace. See, we can step into the promise of peace by just letting God do what he needs to do, by just letting God do what only he can do. I'm sure there's some of you that like to be in control in different things, maybe just in control of your life. And, and for, me, for me, there's certain areas that I like to be in control of. For example, the car. If me or my wife are driving, we're going to places, I need to be the one at the wheel. And that's not to say that my wife's a bad driver. She thinks that's what I would say, but I'm not. I'm telling the whole world here, Maddie. Maddie is a great driver. There we go. But it's not, that's, the problem is with me. It's not with her, it's with me. I need to decide to just let go. And trust. Maybe some of you need to hear today to just let go and allow God to take over. Let God be at the wheel of your life. That decision to let go and allow God take control of you, control of your life, will bring peace that passes all understanding. I really do like the thought of knowing that God has a plan over my life. Because I don't have a clue. Just let go. Trust in him with all your heart and he will make your path straight. Even when life doesn't look great on the outside, I'm sure that this is what the disciples were would have thought Jesus, as Jesus is speaking um, in this passage, how I'm sure they would have thought, how are we going to get through life now? Who are we going to follow? Where are we going to go? Jesus is about to leave. But Jesus just says, trust in God. Trust also in me. If the peace of God is Jesus, trust, trust in him. 
The peace of God is not found out there in the world. It is, it is found in his words. It is in his promises that we are to engage with. We need to feed our mind with the word of God. Feed our mind of the promises over your life. The more we feed our mind, the more we begin to be transformed. See, when we pray, when we, when we soak in his scripture, soak in the scripture that he says over our lives, the very words of God, the Bible is God breathed. When we soak more of that in us, it transforms our hearts and it transforms our minds. Believe in what he says he will give. I do not give to you as the world gives. Have faith in what he says he will do. Keep believing, keep trusting. We have no idea what is to come next. But God does. We have no idea what life really looks like in the next few months. But trust that God is in it. We need to keep on believing and trusting in God. If the peace of, if the peace of God is Jesus, then call on him and trust in his promises. Finally, I want to say, if the peace of God is Jesus, then let him save you. Peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. How amazing is the love of God shown right here through his son, Jesus. He's about to be tortured. He's about to be stripped naked, whipped, mocked, beaten and be put to death on the cross. Jesus knew what was coming his way. And he says to his followers, his disciples, peace I give to you. My peace I give you. The heart of Christ is on his people, even when he is about to go through through so much through so much pain and suffering. Christ's body was broken for us so that we can have peace and peace with God. You see, we are unable to have the peace of God until we find that we have peace with God. And that was done all through Jesus Christ. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And in the New Testament, that is revealed as the reconcili- reconciliation of all things to God through the work of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 verse 19 to 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, has given himself to us. He's given himself for us. It is the peace of Christ which can be left in our hearts because of what he has done. The peace that Jesus has with the, with the Father is given to us. That's why he says, my peace, my peace I give you. It's my perfect union that I've made with my Father that I give to you. It is my obedience to the Father that I give to you. Verse 31 of John 14, the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. It is my sacrifice. It is my life that I give for you. I am leaving this world in flesh, but I'm still going to be with you always. My peace I give you. It is from my Father and it comes to you through me. Know that peace is a gift. Receive the gift of peace. We just need to receive what Jesus has done for us. Understand the sacrifice that Jesus went through. 
See, what we need to understand is that there was a time when we didn't have peace with God because we've been separate from God. We've fallen. All have fallen short of the glory of God. We've turned our way against from him. We've gone our own way. We think we can find peace in the world. We have all done wrong. But because God loves us so much, he sent his son Jesus into this world so that we can be reconciled to him, so that we can have peace with him. Jesus has given us, has given his peace to us through his blood shed on the cross. The one who did not sin became sin for you and for me. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. When we decide to invite Jesus into our lives, we are inviting peace into our life. Peace is in you, as Jesus is in you. This is who he is. Christ is peace. He is the Prince of Peace and he has given himself for us so that we can have peace at all times in every way. In every way, at all times. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves, we can still have peace. That is the power of God. And we need to know that the Prince of Peace conquered the Prince of this world. He says in verse 30 of John 14, the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. Death could not keep him down. Jesus conquered the grave and was raised to life and went to be in his father's house. I want to finish today by letting you know that the peace of God is in those who respond to Jesus. It's in those who respond to Jesus. And we get to be with Jesus always and forever and ever as we have the hope of eternity. Our faith is in eternity with him. Jesus says in John 16, 30, in 16 verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The peace of God can be in you right now today. The peace of God is in you today. If the peace of God is Jesus, then call on him. If the peace of God is Jesus, then trust in him, trust in his promises, engage in his promise, step into his promises and receive Jesus into your life. If the peace of God is Jesus, then let him save you. If you'd like to find out more, then please do get in touch. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus, we'd love to hear about it. Just drop me an email, dan at derbycitychurch.co.uk. I hope that message encouraged you and blessed you today. Let me just finish with this promise. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless.